Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, hello, my friend. So today I'm going to be talking about the three things that I'm focused on for 2023. You know, in the past, I would say these are the three things that you should focus on for 2023, but I've been on this self-growth journey, so I'm going to say you do you. If this is helpful to you, then amazing. So since I've been on this, like I said, humbling self-journey over the past two years, I feel like I'm moving forward. I'm just going to share what's working for me, what has worked for me in the past, what is working for my students, which, you know, we're helping them double their income and we have amazing success stories from that. And then, you know, what I'm working on, like what, you know, because it's always a work in progress and hopefully that resonates with you guys. And so we're talking about the three things that I'm going to be focused on for 2023. And I think the, again, when I look at marketing and how to grow the business, and of course we look at all these strategies, I thought, what are the three things that this boils down to? Number one is mastering the mind. Now, this has been a challenge for me. It's interesting because in the past, this was not much of a challenge for me. I think I've always, everybody struggles with like self-doubt and self-worth and all of those things, but I had a pretty positive mindset. I think that with COVID 2020 basically kind of rocked my mindset. And I think that there was a lot of fear that was coming out of the the news, right? I mean, fear all around us. And it's interesting, my girls are reading the book, The Hunger Games. And I love, I haven't read the book, but I love the movies. It's one of my favorite movies, The Hunger Games. You know, there's a, a series of them, four of them. My girls are reading the book right now. And you know, there's a line in the movie, The Hunger Games from President Snow. So if you haven't seen the movie, I'll just kind of quickly tell you the premise is that there are all of these districts that are kind of poor that support the capital, which is full of rich people. And it's a system of the haves and the have nots, right? And so it's this balance of power that they need to have. And President Snow, who is in the capital, where all the wealthy people are, he says, in order to control people, they need to be in fear. And that's what he does. He, he's always keeping them in fear. There's a line that's something to the effect of that if you can keep people in fear, you can control their minds. And I feel, again, this is going to get a little political, but this is what I feel. I feel like the news, the media is always feeding us all this negative, you know, inflation and, you know, worry about the the war and all of these things that are really happening but they do it so much that they feed on our fear and then there's a line in the movie where president hope says 
that the one thing that can overcome fear, something like this, right? I'm paraphrasing, obviously, is hope. And so if people have enough hope, then they will overcome their fear. And it's such a powerful line. And it's just such a powerful statement in general about how you can really distract somebody if you keep them in fear. And I feel like that's where I was, even though rationally, I I think, you know, I was operating on a day-to-day basis, but there was this underlying belief, underlying worry with the past two years of, is everything going to be okay? And I can speculate where that came from. I could say, well, you know, I grew up with my mom being on welfare and then my parents filing bankruptcy and just kind of worrying, always worrying about money and will there be enough and these these moments in my life that kind of sparked this this scarcity in me, right? And even though I thought I'd done all this stuff to overcome it, I still had to go back to mastering the mindset. So number one thing is master your mindset. And really, when I think of mind, because I can be just so broad and people talk about, oh, mindset all the time. I think for me, it is tapping back into my beliefs of what do I really believe is true. So tapping into what I believe is true and what I know is true is that I know that I am a survivor, you know, from physical sexual abuse when I was younger and parents with alcoholism and things that I've been through in my life. I know that I am strong and that I I'm, I'm sensitive to I'm, I'm very emotional empath, but I'm also a fighter. And so I will keep going and I need to just get back to that belief in myself. So I'm just speaking from my own experience here, and you can apply this to yourself and however it relates to you. But that belief, you know, first and foremost, you have to believe that what you want to achieve is possible, right? If you set a goal for yourself, and we talked about this last week a little bit, if you set a goal for yourself of like, I'm going to make $10 million next year, and you haven't even made, you know, 100000 I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, it's going to be a really far stretch. Now, nothing's impossible, but that's going to be, you know, a pretty far stretch. And so if you set that goal, but then you don't even believe it's possible, right? Psychologically, you know, deep down, you think that there's no way that's possible. You're not going to go for it, right? Because your mind doesn't believe it. So you have to set goals that you believe in, and you really have to get back to you know, when I talk about mastering mindset, I also talk about mastering the self-talk, the, you know, I'm not good enough. What if people see me fail? You know, a lot of times people don't, it's not that the failing, right? The, the, you know, looking bad or doing something and, you know, tripping over their words, which I do all the time. That's not the part that gets them. It's that other people saw them you know, trip over their words or other people saw them look bad, right? It's the fear of what will other people think of me, that that judgment, right? And then we have that self-talk like, you know, who do you think you are? And you're not good enough. You're not qualified enough, whatever it is. And so mastering that self-talk. And I shared this with my students yesterday and I heard the other day that the word enthusiasm, when you look at the Latin meaning for the word enthusiasm, enthusiasm means en theos. Theos is God in Latin. So the original meaning of the word enthusiasm is inspired by God. I mean, just tell me, do you love that? I mean, I love that. 
I just love that. So when we first started our business, we were enthusiastic right? We had so much enthusiasm, but as you start to go with business and then all the to do's and it just starts to kind of drain on you and you start to doubt, you know, a lot of things and your mind is full of all of these other things. And so sometimes that enthusiasm wanes, right? We lose that enthusiasm, but we have to get that enthusiasm back because If you had enthusiasm to start your business in the first place, then you were inspired by God to start your business. That might feel a little woo to you. That might be a little preachy. That is what I am taking. So take it if you want it. And I personally, I just love it. So that's that's how I'm feeling about it. So think about mastering your mind, mastering your beliefs, mastering that self-talk. So that's my number one. Right. So the three things I'm focused on, and this is going to seem kind of basic, but God, it's the foundation for everything. Because if you can do this, if you can do this and really do this, then the daily post or create a reel or, you know, whatever it is, follow up on clients, all of that is just easy peasy. Right. It's I mean, if you can get this stuff, this is the foundation that really grows a business. And it's talked about, but I don't think it's really done, right? We pay a lot of lip service to it, but for me, and again, this is a lot of journaling. It's like notebooks and notebooks of really asking myself all these questions and writing out my feelings and kind of getting down to why do I feel that way? Or where did that belief come from? Or, you know, what just the deeper stuff. Okay. Number two, number two is kind of along the lines of number one, but a little different. And that is mastering the emotions. And so mastering the emotions for me, as I mentioned, over the past two years, I had, I didn't really realize it was this until like my doctor said, like, you think you might be a little depressed? And then (laughs) let me just tell you the story. So I don't know, I forget what it's called, but you fill out this little, you know, quiz, you know, when you go into the the doctor's office, like uh, you ever had a parent that was on drugs, you ever had this, you ever sexual abuse, have you ever done this? All these things, right? Like it's all these questions. Apparently I scored pretty high in terms of I had had a lot of those, (laughs) which is not so good, okay? That is not one of those tests that you want a high grade on. Unfortunately, I did have a high grade on it, but you know what? Look, those are the things that made me who I am today. And so I think there are people that have been through a way worse, but definitely I've had my share of things, right? And so the doctor is like looking at this like list of things, right? And he says, and this is one I'm in the doctor. This is last year. I'm in the doctor because as I've told you before, I have hives on 70% of my body. Like I'm having a major reaction to, to my life. Right. And it's interesting because the skin is the largest body organ and the skin is where we show emotions. The skin processes emotions. And so like, you know, maybe your liver might be, other organs might be affected by it, but your skin, things really come out through the skin, right? And so it's our largest body organ, and that's how we eliminate, you know, sweat and toxins, and and obviously stress was coming out for me. And so I'm sitting in the doctor's office, and he's looking at this list, and he says to me, do you think you might be a little depressed? Here's what I do. I go, I'm 
bust out in tears. I'm like, just tears just start streaming. Like, by the way, I'm in his office. I'm like trying to do like, I'm, I'm here for my physical for you to give me some cream so we can clear this and I can just be on my way, you know, just not thinking it has anything to do with my mind. Or I'm just thinking like, there's just got to be something I'm irritated by. Like it's detergent or I just need a cream or whatever. Like I just want the quick medicine right? I don't want the vitamins. I don't want the, I don't want to do the deeper work. Just give me the cream to clear this up. Right. And by the way, mind you, I had already been on other creams and pills. And so at this point he's like, okay, nothing's working. Do you think he might be a little depressed? Tears streaming down my eyes. And I go, maybe, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't even recognize it in myself. I'm and get a little teary-eyed just thinking about it, right? And so, and by the way, like these emotions will stunt your business growth, right? Like if you are struggling, obviously, with depression, if you are struggling with emotions of fear, remember how we were talking about just a moment ago, fear will keep you stuck. I was talking to my students yesterday and we were talking about, you know, you need to do video and the video is going to build trust with your audience and video is going to give you credibility and video is also going to build connection with your audience and all of these reasons to do video. Obviously the algorithm loves video, right? All of the reasons to do it. And when I asked the students why they're not doing it, some of them said they didn't know what to talk about, which is fair. And we and we discussed that. So I probably why you'll see my red board behind me or my whiteboard behind me with all the red, you know, writing it out, talking about topics. But some of them also said most of them said fear. What's stopping them from doing video? What's stopping them from showing up in their business to get more clients is fear. And then we had the discussion of, listen, I get it. I get it. It is hard to show up and put yourself out here. You might be judged to do video. It feels vulnerable. You know, we all get the nasty comments now and then, and it can be, it can be stressful and there can be fear around that. And it's hard to do it. But I also said that struggling in your business without consistent clients is also hard. And so if you are struggling in your business, not having consistent clients, that's hard. Doing video is also hard, but you have to pick your hard. And I would pick the hard. I would pick the difficult task that is going to give you more reward, right? I, instead of just keeping holding on to the fear and keep struggling is not going to serve you and it's not going to serve your audience. And so that was kind of the discussion that we had. So for me, again, it is mastering my emotions. It's not mastering my emotions of fear. I'm, I'm sure there are moments that I'm like, this, what is this? What are people going to think about that? But for the most part, I'm working through that and, and have been working through that. For me, it was just gaining the self-trust again and getting past a little bit of those you know, negative thoughts. Okay, so now number three, so mastering my mind and my beliefs and getting that enthusiasm back. Number two is mastering my emotions and making sure that I'm continuing to overcome fear, you know, and, and do that. And number three, and I'm, I'm going to tell you how I'm doing these things in just a moment, but number three is mastering my time. Lord, help me on this one. I am telling you. <laughs> And, and listen, I love a good hack. 
I love a good system. If we can master our time, we can master our finances. Because, you know, we've all heard the expression, it takes time to make money. But actually, I think that our time and money are, you know, kind of equal. But I actually think that having more time does not equal more money. But having more money, you can buy back time. You can have others do things for you. So if you have more money, you can have more time. So let me explain it like this. In order to get leverage, in order to really master your time, in order to master your time, you need to make sure that you have leverage in your time. So therefore, what it means is that your output is going to be more than your input. So let's just say you have one energy cube of input. Okay, and let me use this example that if you do a video, by the way, we know that the algorithm appreciates video, it will show videos to more people, you'll get more comments usually on a video, and you can repurpose the video. Okay, so there's so many things that you can do with a video post rather than just a graphic post. Okay, stick with me. So if, if it takes you let's just say 30 minutes to create a graphic and to write the caption and all of that you could take those same 30 minutes and take 10 minutes to kind of outline you know what you want to say and then 20 minutes to deliver it on video go live on video or even just record a video that same 30 minutes that same energy cube when you put in that energy cube Okay, that 30 minute energy cube, one energy cube is going to equal six energy cubes of output, meaning you're going to get six times the results and the benefits and all of that from that one thing. So again, you could focus your energy on, you know, just doing other things, or you could focus your energy on the right things. If you are mastering your time, Right. If you have systems where, you know, you have a checklist where you're like, OK, when I do video, I'm going to do this, this and this. And it makes it more efficient. Right. If you have a system like I always say, again, I was just talking about this with my students yesterday. If you have a system where you're able to do the video real quick and then send that to a virtual assistant who can edit it and then, you know, publish it, schedule it for publishing on your social media, that's going to save you so much time as well. So that's another way to leverage your time, right? Because you're using other people. So, and again, you can do that for the price of a Starbucks coffee. All of that can be done in a day and save you so much time. And then not only that, but that's going to help you make more money. If you master your time, you can master your money. When you master your time, it will then directly relate to your finances. So again, the more you can master your time, and, and by time, I mean your actions, what you're doing with that time, right? The actions that has to be not in just learning, but in being productive. So I always say that learners are earners. So we want you to keep learning, but action takers are the real money makers. So what are you doing to get into action to make it work, right? I'm not just always consuming, but actually putting out there and reaching your audience. And so, so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on, again, more systems. We have some really good systems in our business, but they can always be better. And there are always new systems, right? I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, oh, we really should have a system for you know, how we can do this better, um, something in my business. So anyway, 
So systems. So how do I plan on doing these things? Mastering my mind, mastering my emotions, which whew, I'm, I'm an emotional character and then mastering my time. Well, the first thing is I've gone back to journaling. I did that before the pandemic. And then, you know, I just lost track of that, you know, with the homeschooling and the uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do with both of my businesses being, you know, shut down just a lot of that. I lost my focus. And then last year we had some other projects. We were doing clubhouse. And so I kind of lost track of the core things that helped me. And for me, again, I'm just sharing here what works for me. Use it if it works for you. It's daily journaling and kind of starting the day off with that. Some type of mindset. Before I look at email, before I look at social media, before I look at any of that, I have to give myself 30 minutes in the day to get my mind right. And that's also affirmations for me. And I love YouTube like hypnosis videos. Um, there's like self-hypnosis. So some people do meditation. I, I just can't do meditation. I don't know. My mind can't be that still, but I can listen to certain hypnosis programs and whew, I'm out and I, and it's working on my subconscious. So that's what I'm for me. That's the first part looking at our systems again, seeing how those need to be refined, seeing new systems that we need to put into play, that's going to be a process that is going to take some time. It takes time, but I know that in the end, it's going to save me time. I think one of the reasons that we don't do some of the things we need to do, me included, is we get focused on the short term. Like, what do I need to do right now? and what's right in front of us and we lose sight of the long-term goal we lose sight of our bigger vision and we can't work on our bigger vision you know with the systems of where we need to go and what's going to save us time because we're caught up in this hamster wheel of right now and so that it's a bit of a discipline right it is the discipline to carve out time on our calendar to review some of the systems that we've created and see how we can make them better and then find new systems okay so that is important and the biggest way that i am going to achieve these things is because i've had all these things before the journals the systems and things is mentorship so i just invested in another coach almost a five-figure investment and that is going to be accountability for me right to stay on track i think that's the biggest thing that we we often know what we need to do but we can slip right and for me the biggest thing for 2023 is investing in me right is getting back to investing and i have always believed in self-growth and coaching i value it i mean obviously i do it for others and so when you do it you see the value in it and I've always had different masterminds and coaches, but this is kind of even a higher level that I decided to kind of stretch myself. It was frankly outside of my budget, I'm just gonna say, and it was a little bit scary and I had all the thoughts of fear and beliefs and whatever that I had to get over, but I know that it is what I need in my business and it's gonna help take me to the next level. So that's what I'm working on. Those are the three things I'm focused on in 2023. We can break this down and get into some nitty gritty a little bit more. But Lord, I had a hard enough time with that money and time thing. <laughs> Today was just not my day. Words were hard. Words were hard, y'all. Today, words were, were challenging. <laughs>
And then the other thing that I wanted to say is that if you are needing help in reaching your goals, whatever they are for 2023, if you need to just get on a better path, I often find that, you know, I use the analogy of being in a car and in our business. We are the driver of our life and obviously of our business. And we sometimes don't even know what the path is to get to the destination that we want to get to. So sometimes you just need somebody to give you a strategy and a blueprint, and that could be a one-on-one -on -one session. And other times you need somebody, you know, in the passenger seat with you to, you know, use like to be like the GPS, right? <laughs> in the past, it would have been a, a map and to read the map and guide you. But now it's like to be your GPS, to say that you're just show you if you're still on track or when you get off track to be like rerouting, right? <laughs> Make a U-turn up ahead to give you that accountability because oftentimes, even though we are the driver of our own business, we can be asleep at the wheel. That was me last year. I was a little bit, cause I was in a little bit of that fog, that depression. I was a little bit, and some of this year, asleep at the wheel. Actually, I don't think so much last year. I think I was a little in denial. And then this year I was like, okay, I realize it. We can be asleep at the wheel. If you are the driver in your business, you could also be, and I see this very often, you could be pushing on the gas. So you're like, I'm in it. I'm, I'm about self-growth and I'm doing it. But you could also be pushing on the brake at the same time. Or you could be pushing on the gas and driving with the emergency brake on meaning that you are wanting to do all the goals that you are going after it and you're doing it, but you also have like fear that is making you slam on the brakes. Like subconsciously you are doing things that are sabotaging your business. And, and there's a little bit of self-sabotage that's happening in your business. And we've all been there too, right? And that's where a mentor, some accountability comes in and says, look, I see you know, you're, you're doing this like, or you're off path, or this is not going to help you or here, you know, cause we all have blind spots. Yeah. We all have those moments where, you know, just like driving a car, we have the blind spots and you need somebody to say, Hey, like, this is what has worked for me. And this is what has worked for, you know, lots of others, right? Tons of other beauty professionals that I've helped coach to double their income, sometimes triple and quadruple their income, but definitely grow and not just grow financially, but grow, you know, personally. And so that's why I have invested and in, I've always invested, but even invested it in like the next level, a scary level for me, pushing myself outside of the comfort zone. But if that's something that you're interested in, DM me and I can talk to you about the different programs we have or the different ways that I can support you to help you get to your next level in your business in 2023 and grow and conquer, master your mindset, master the emotions, master your time, and therefore master your finances. So, so good. Thank you for being with me as always. And let me know any parts that helped you the most or any content that you would love in the future. Okay. And reach out to me if you have any questions. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.